Welcome to Pilates 101, the podcast where we bring the latest and most up-to-date information on anything and everything to do with the Pilates industry to you to help you build your dreams and your businesses right now. Hello everyone, my name is Glenn Withers. I'm one of the founders of the Australian Physiotherapy and Pilates Institute and it's my pleasure to be bringing our very first podcast of 2021 to you all. Uh, Firstly, apologies, it is a week or so late, um, but I'm going to ask for a little bit of leeway given the fact that here in the UK we are back in lockdown. It's lockdown 3.0 for us, and I know many of you around the world have had your various versions of lockdown 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, etc. So firstly, let me, all, let me just uh, say that, of course, I was planning to start the January 2021 podcast with a much more sort of brighter and uplifting message for you all. We had great plans of various interviews that we would be bringing to you in this particular podcast, and we had ideas of 2021 resolutions and voice memos from all of our members and followers around the world that we could share with you on this particular uh, podcast. Alas, it's uh, me sitting here talking to you once again um, in an understandable way uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, many of us have had to reimagine our businesses yet again, shift yet again, adapt yet again, and as such, some of the interviews and voice memos and things that we were were planning on have to be pushed back slightly. But we will get there. We will have those for you starting next month. We'll be back on track and you don't have to just listen to my poor voice here. So I apologize on, on that side. Hopefully I can make it entertaining for you nonetheless. Let me firstly just give a big shout out to each and every one of you who are continuing to adapt, Uh, many of you thriving in this environment. But most importantly, you know, Elisa and I see a lot of the stuff you guys are doing on socials. We're in touch, obviously, with all of the presenters and the master trainers that are involved with us as an organisation. And just to see the continued spirit of our industry and how you guys are continuing to evolve, adapt, to fight, to just keep going in what has been an unprecedented time for all of us, I know. But if I take it from the sort of industry point of view, as an industry, obviously we've been very heavily affected and continue to be very heavily affected and you guys just keep on keeping on. Um, So... Big shout out, first of all, honestly, we are so impressed by everything that we see that you guys are doing out there. And so I guess we we start with the annual or or monthly COVID review, and we're back in lockdown here and right throughout a lot of Europe. I'm delighted to see that in the Southern Hemisphere, things seem to be uh, in a much better position and, and to our partners in those countries and our members and our followers in those countries. We do wish you guys all the very, very best. Get out there, 
get people moving, work with your clients in your studios. It must be such a lovely feeling just to have people in there and working with them rather than just seeing them on a screen. So wishing you guys all the very, very best. But what can we do for those of us that aren't? And I guess it's that time of, uh, one, let me start by being brutally honest. What can we do for those of us that are in lockdown again right now? Um, Survive, I guess, is one of those things. Now, if you're like me and you have children and we are homeschooling children, trying to deliver online classes and online businesses and continue everything going, it's hard, right? It's so hard. Um, So for all of you that are there, you know, if we, let's be honest, right? If we survive this time, that's a win. That's a real win. And I think we have to take a moment at times. And I don't want to be another one of those podcasters out there that's telling us it's all fine and it's bright and all of the rest of it. But um, I do think that we have to take a step back at times and think, you know what, if we do anything that is helping people right now, that's a real win, guys, a real win. And we have to take a moment to be thankful, I guess, or, or just maybe not even thankful, maybe just satisfied at the end of the day that we did the very best we can today. We did the very best we can for our kids, for our clients, for our staff. And if there's anything left, maybe for each other, for those of you that are parents or partners out there. But I'm learning more and more to accept it's not perfect, it's hard, and we have to do the very best that we can each and every day. And so that's my first uh, message, I guess, to you guys that are out there you know, doing what we can do each and every day is every day you wake up and, the do, and you do the very best that you can today. Be happy with that. Well, maybe not happy. Look, it's difficult right now, isn't it? Um, be satisfied with that. Be content. That's the word I'm looking for. Be content with what you do do, with what you do achieve. And let's not be too hung up on all the things we didn't do today because let me help you out. For the majority of you out there, I can guarantee you that I've probably not done a lot more than you've not done today. Um, but you know what? We've got to be content. Do the very best we do every day. We try to keep people moving. We try to keep people healthy. And we try to motivate people on a daily basis. And if if that's what we achieve and we uh, somehow uh, get through the the day with our children intact as well, you know what? Success. (laughs) We've done it. Day by day, week by week. uh, I think that's the only way to approach it right now. Now, um, what... To, what to do if um, you have a little bit more uh, space, I guess, in your life. What can you do with that? Um, well, um, I, was, I spent some time today looking at this for some of our staff that aren't as busy as we would like them to do. And so how do I keep them motivated? And how do I keep them ingrained in our business and feeling valued and warmed in our business? 
And I'm a, a, a real believer that it's time, if you are out there as a, a studio owner, a business leader right now, we have got to keep thinking outside the box and giving our staff projects to work on. Okay, so think about, all right, what is it? What is out there? What's a project that you can get your team, your staff working on to help actually grow your business as well? So when we come out of this, and as everyone says, we will come out of it and we will, but how do we come out of it thriving? Or how do we come out with it with a a goal? You know, I'm sure many of you as studio owners and business owners towards the later part of last year started planning your 2021. And I know for Elisa and I, we had sort of, you know, great plans and motivational speeches and all the rest of it to give to our team at the start of January. And we had to adapt that to be more realistic because, hey, we're back in lockdown. We had to change the class schedule again. We had to work on the staffing. We had to make sure that our clients were taken care of, that people knew what we could and couldn't do and all the rest of it. So, you know, the big sort of plan of here's everything we're going to do in 2021, uh, we haven't been able to deliver yet. But what I'm learning more and more over the last sort of weeks is as a business leader, as a studio leader, I need to make sure that I'm engaging my team as best I can. So, projects. What do I mean by those projects? Um, Looking at what are the services that maybe we haven't been providing, that we could be providing, that maybe we haven't had time to get somebody working on. Okay, so an example like that for us is um, the whole cancer rehab side. Um, Cancer services are being significantly affected by the whole COVID lockdown. So there's people out there that need a lot more help from us. So what can we do in that sphere? Um, And so I've targeted a couple of my team with investigate the rehab-based services, movement-based services around cancer and how we can actually look to create more services for that. What training out there is there that we need to engage in to get ourselves really empowered with the knowledge to be able to help this cohort of people that I think need a lot more help right now. Um, you know, long COVID, you know, what can we do there? How can we help? What are the elements that we can be working on there as well? Total hip replacements, total knee replacements. Maybe now's the time when you're looking at people that should be having surgery but aren't and are being pushed off for surgery. You know, where is there a project or what can we do there to create a standardised program for that population and try and give them something that they can access within our centres and our studios? So I'm trying to create projects for each and every one of my team that can actually keep them really engaged and motivated. And while their list might not be as busy as they once were, here's a chance for us to evolve, for them to evolve, for us as a clinic and a studio to evolve and trying to figure out a way of um, of working on that side. <clears throat> so, excuse me, think outside the box, create projects either for you or for your team. Keep your, your team inspired and motivated about you know hey here's something you can work on and this is something we can bring in and you know there's a there is a lot of opportunity still for us as studio owners to create growth in our businesses moving forward i'm not going to say it's going to happen right now but if we're 
finding ourselves with any space or people that work for you with more space, think about how you can create projects to inspire them. And so let's move on to the soapbox rant or the soapbox stance. You might have seen in the title of this podcast, we're looking at uh, the soapbox and we're looking at your 2021 sort of goals and ambitions as well. So let me get up and stand up on this soapbox that I am going to stand on. All right, there you go. I'm up on that soapbox. And what is it that I'm um, going to talk about? First of all, I'm going to talk about the fact that the gyms and the leisure industry must open before pubs, definitely before pubs. I'm going to say pubs and restaurants. I'm not sure about um, restaurants. I think it's a real you know, social thing and a joy for people to eat in a restaurant. But health surely has to come first, right? Surely it has to come first. I saw some information from uh, um, UK Active again today that they're looking at a petition to the government about getting gyms and leisure centres open as a first response to this pandemic and not having gyms and leisure centres open after pubs. So first soapbox round stance is that's got to happen absolutely got to happen but here's where i think it is different we as an industry the majority of us are not gyms we are not big facilities with hundreds of people coming into them thousands of people a week coming into them the majority of us are not running classes for 20 30 40 people all the time so why are we lumped in with gyms It's a different service sector, right? The Pilates industry, the small studio industry is different to gyms, but we are not being seen that way. And we must, we must have some form of differentiation there because with proper COVID secure policies in which you all have, I know we have with small class numbers, you know, people having four or six people, that's not the exercise classes that the government is looking at. Even though, even though the transmission rates in gyms are so, so low, we're even more secure, right? We are even more safe. So how do we start to separate ourselves from the gyms and the bigger bodies that are out there that we're being lumped in with the moment? You know what? Um, And this is a shout out to you guys. We need a bit of a voice, don't we? We need a voice. We don't have that voice. Now, I'm uh, just putting this out there, all right? I have a fair bit on my plate, as you all do, but we do need a voice. So this is a shout out to say, what do you guys think? Should we start to create more of a lobbying group? Is it something that we at APPI can start for you guys? Look at some form of a lobbying campaign to recognize small or, or Pilates services in studios that are separate to gyms so i don't know you give us a you give us a shout out reach out to us on info at appihealthgroup.com reach out to us on socials but let's i just feel we need a voice now this has tried to happen many times okay because there might be some of you listening out there that know that this has tried to happen i've been involved in people trying to get this sort of thing off the ground countless times now over the last decade but maybe maybe we need to do it ourselves and maybe you need us 
to spearhead that for you. So um, let us know, are you interested in us creating an industry-wide lobbying group that can be a voice for how the Pilates industry or maybe the movement industry, the small studio industry needs to be seen. We are safe, we are secure, and we have to help the health and well-being of our nations right now. COVID is unprecedented as that sort of most common word. You know, it's unprecedented. It is what it is. All of those things, I get it, I get it. But maybe... Maybe we need to be more proactive. We've been very reactive and you guys have all been amazing in being reactive and coping and dealing with all of this. But I'm not sure really we've been as proactive as we can in the fact that we are different to gyms. We really are. And we provide such safe and secure environments and such a caring environment for our clients that we really care that everything is safe. You know, and, and maybe one of the downfalls is we often put you know, the, the health and well-being of our clients much more ahead of the success of our businesses. But we do do that because we're so invested in it, right? We're so invested in our studios and in our clients and in the actual good that Pilates does day in, day out. So maybe we need um, a, a bit more of a lobbying voice. I don't know what it looks like or what it's called or how it really works right now. It's just a, a soapbox ramp thought. So let me know. Um, reach out to us and let us know if that's something that um, you agree maybe we need to look into. All right, soapbox stance number one, done. Number two, oh my goodness, have you guys seen the enormous increase in people with back and neck and shoulder pain because they're all working at home and people are not moving anywhere near as much in this lockdown compared to the lockdown for us in the UK of the sort of spring-summer period. But I've been amazed. Now, what I'm talking about here is as physiotherapists, we're allowed to continue treating people that are in pain. So we can stay open for physiotherapy consults, but not on the Pilates side. Um, and honestly, in the last 10 days, the number of people that I'm seeing with significant back pain issues, neck, shoulder, you know, even um, sort of insidious rotator cuff onset because of the repetitive use of mouse, phones, iPads, etc. It is horrendous. People are not setting up their home working stations and they weren't designed to be there for a year, right? It was supposed to be a short time frame. We're a year down the track almost now and people are still working from home on kitchen tables, on sofas, even myself. Let me be honest with you. I worked from a hallway at our home on Monday because the kids were using every other workspace that we had. And so I sat on a lounge chair on a uh, um, bedside table that I pulled out and put into a hallway in order for me to have my meetings on Monday. So I think, again, let's look at this um, differently. Opportunities, right? Opportunities for us for what's out there. We have got to start looking at ways to get uh, the messages out there about appropriate ergonomic setup for people at home. Maybe think about are there classes, are there programs that you can create for this population because they are screaming out for help right now. And the incidence in sort of uh, mid-30s to mid-50s people that we are seeing for back, neck and shoulder pain in our clinics right now, it is 
um, enormous. Uh, and so I think, you know, there's my, uh, the first part of my uh, soapbox rant number two, um, working from home setups, they're just not good enough. People need to get out there. And as an industry, I think there's an opportunity for you guys to try and figure out what it is that you might be able to um, maximize within that opportunity as well. All right, the last soapbox for me, kids' lack of exercise. Kids are not moving. I'm seeing, again, I've seen three, 14 and under just this week already with that same lack of uh, lack of movement related pain and set up pain. Um, they're not the kids need to be set up properly again at home. And I know it's easy for me to say as a physio, I, I understand this, but we've got to do it. Look at your kids' setup if they're learning from home and how you can maximize that as well. One really quick tip for all of you those of you working from home, all your kids working from home, the use of a vertical mouse it can be enormous for changing the stress and the load on the wrist, on the shoulder, on the neck. Okay, if they're working off laptops, think about it. You, you can just go on Amazon and look at some vertical mouse, make sure the connection is right with your computer that you're working on. But it can be an absolute life changer for some of these simple things. So think about that. But let me get back to the point, kids exercising. I read a study earlier today that is showing that it's something like over half the population of kids are not only not doing the recommended 60 minutes of exercise a day, but barely committing to 30 minutes of exercise a day. And so we've got to look at that. Okay, if you're giving free content away on socials, do something about kids and their need to move. Yes, it's cold. Yes, it's wet. But our kids have got to move. And if you're going to give free content away out there, guys, think about a kids class. Speak to your schools and offer to give a class to the kids. They've got to move. They cannot be sat at their screens like this. I'm so worried about some of the behavioural patterns that are setting in within all families, but especially within our kids. And some of the government statistics that are coming out, you know, almost half the population, kids are not meeting almost half the recommended daily dose of exercise. Now, right, you don't have to do it the way that we do it, of course, but we're, we are very conscious of the fact that uh, the parents' behaviour is what the kids follow. So we have to make sure we are exercising, that we are taking those breaks and we are valuing the need for ourselves to exercise. It's really, really important. So, you know, from what it, for what it's worth, Elisa and I are really trying as much as we can to make sure we get up that little bit earlier each day and we exercise and do it with our kids. So our, you know, our older three, we have five kids, for those of you that don't know, uh, the younger two are four-year-old twins. Um, they run right in our house all day long, so they're getting their exercise. But the other three that are homeschooling properly, we get them up every morning and they do some exercise. They do a run. I'll run with the kids as much as they can. They'll get on the trainer the, that we have set up there as well. They'll do some, some basic floor exercises, mat exercises. At least make sure that they get out in lunchtime you know, and run around, do some exercise. Now, again, we might not all be in the situation where you have gardens or what have you, but you know, just that shout out, I guess, the end of this soapbox, I promise. Kids have got to move and got to exercise, and maybe there's an opportunity there for us to facilitate that a little bit more. All right. There you go. There is my soapbox rant done.
All right, let's get on to some good news, certainly for us here in the UK anyway. The High Court ruling came through last week in relation to business interruption insurance, stating that these companies do have to pay out. So I'm not going to talk in too much detail about it because we don't have the details yet. But safe to say, I've been in touch with the insurance company Balens, who are our insurers, many of your insurers, if you've taken up the advice of where we go through your APPI training. Um, They are on it. They're creating task force for it. But please be proactive, guys. Get in touch with your insurers and don't just say, okay, we'll wait to hear. You can't wait to hear because then you're going to be last in the queue. Get on to them and then get on to them again 72 hours later and then get on to them again 72 hours after that. What's happening? Where's my claim at? What do I need to do? Be proactive here because the, um, the claims that are out there, we need that. We need that help. All right. So let's change the, uh, the tone here a little bit and let's get a bit more uh, aspirational and look at our 2021 views and aspirations. And I'm using these words deliberately, guys, because resolutions seem a bit odd this year, don't they? Because we just can't plan. But what are we looking at? Let me start with what we're looking at and just share with you for maybe that helps a little bit. All right. Um, Diversifying income. This is one thing that we're looking at as much as we can, creating various revenue channels within our business and in our studio. So if one channel gets turned off, i.e. you have to close and you can't do your, your run your business anymore, we have another channel that we can turn on. So for example, um, we use MindBody for our businesses and we have our Hampstead Clinic, we have our Wimbledon Clinic, and now we have a full online clinic, which is completely separate, set up as an uh, effectively like a separate business now. Because online services, they're going to be around, we, even when we come out of this, there will be sort of blended services that are needed. So diversify that in terms of what you, um, what you can do from a virtual point of view. Um, I know you're doing it, but I guess the shout out here is think of it like consider it its own studio, its own center, and maybe set it up as its own platform as well. Um, Selling products to your clients who are all at home exercising. Amazon is making a fortune, so we all should try and get a little bit out of it as well. Now, I know we run a product company and you're all welcome to be what we call affiliates and actually make some money by selling our products. Um, and you know, contact us at the Institute if you want more information about that. But that is something that we're looking at from a clinic point of view, because even though we have the product company, maybe we didn't really focus on selling that as much as we could to our own clients in studios. So you know, creating at-home product bundles, recommending products with your programs, but actually looking at that from a revenue stream point of view for you guys. So think about that, because that's just another little stream that maybe could be increasing right now with everyone exercising from home as well. Um, So we have that option there to help you guys out, but maybe you want to think about, you know, making that a bit more of a priority in your thought process as well. And then goodwill and community, you know, giving back more and being socially responsible, creating engaging content for your relevant communities. I think this is something that we can really do. And, And the more that we do for our communities, the I guess, more value you'll have as a studio and as a brand when we come out of this thing. So we did things for the Felix Project um, over the uh, sort of December period and Christmas period where we um, uh, donated a, um, you know, a little bit of money from every particular type of block booking that people made in our studios. 
And we're delighted that um, we raised, what was it, around about 1,200, pounds, but that gave 10, uh, almost 10,000 free meals to people that need it over that Christmas period. So we were um, you know, really, really delighted to be able to create something like that. It gave our staff a sense of satisfaction that we're helping others. We did help others. And also, um, you know, it, it allowed our community to try and, and give back to those that needed a little bit more than us as well. Um, your staff, uh, continuing to work on value propositions for our staff in 2021, you know, things like staff member of the month. We've done it before. I know you've heard it a billion times, but maybe I haven't prioritized it enough. And just making my team feel valued, supported, recognized is one of the things that we're going to work on as well. A VIP program for your regular clients to make sure they feel valued. A little bit, you know, one free class on every booking, something like that, just to create value and sense of loyalty within your businesses as well. But we did put this question out to you guys. And so rather than just hearing what we're doing all the time, we put some of these questions to you and we thank you for your responses. Let me go through a few for you as well. Um, Jane said that she wants to do more classes at home. Well, Jane, that's good to hear because we're teaching a lot of classes, but you doing classes for yourself is a very good aspiration for the year. And I must say, Jane, we have something amazing coming for you. So um, we're hoping for around about a something in February launch for this, everyone. Um, but that is approaching fast. We're trying as hard as we can. But it is a really, really brilliant project we've been working on for about the last eight months. And it's close. And Jane, it is going to make you very happy, we hope. So keep a lookout for that. Um, Rebecca says... Start group online Pilates sessions as part of my uh, clinical practice. She works in the NHS in um, various settings there. Um, so do it, Rebecca. Get going. Get your online sessions going. Um, it's it's so worthwhile to try and do. Um, but I guess on that, um, Ella, who's our marketing manager, was um, asking that maybe we should create some free content around starting an online Pilates businesses. Uh, Sign on online Pilates business, how we've done it, what systems we use, how we run it, etc. Um, so if that is something that you guys are thinking of, you know, I could maybe do, you know, like a, a small free seminar for you guys on how to run an online Pilates business. And if that's of interest to you or of value to you, um, get in touch with us at the Institute on info at appahealthgroup.com or on our socials. Let us know if that's something that would be of value to you guys. Um, and we're happy to put something like that together as well. Uh, Grace says that in 2021, she wants to help people understand that Pilates is for everyone. Oh, that's awesome, Grace. We love that. Get, uh, get on that. We wish you the very best. Um, Hugo, his goal is to complete mat work level two. Um, so go on, Hugo, just do it. Bite the bullet and do it. Many people are... Um, we've got the advantage now, Hugo, that you can do an online live stream and we hope eventually again in person live, but um, lots and lots of different ways for you to do that now, Hugo, so get on with that. Um, what do we got here? Sarah. Uh, Sarah wants to do the Reformer series. Um, well, hey, again, um, here's some interesting, interesting 
stuff for you guys to think over. So Reformer Series, brilliant. It's coming online. Um, we've been amazed with the live stream success of the Reformer course. So we're now filming that and it's all coming online to you guys very soon as well. So you can do the full Reformer training in your own studio, in your own time. Um, and that will be coming within the next month or two. But here is what I was talking about earlier about being creative. Let me show, share you a story there. Um, we had a whole bunch of filming for this plan for January and then lockdown hit and we couldn't do it. Um, and so the team in the briefing were like, you know, Glenn, what are we going to do? We're going to have to postpone it and all the rest of it. So what are we going to um, do? How do we do it? And the person that we wanted to film was in lockdown. Um, they had to self-isolate with their family, etc. Um, and so I was like, hang on a minute. We take the studio to her. If we can't get the filming done down here in London, but Sarah, our amazing presenter, is there with access to her own studio and she's got children, let's, let's take, this, take the film studio to her. Let's pack it all up, drive it to her, and she can make the most of this time. We can get the content ready for you guys and it's a win-win situation. So that's what I mean about looking for opportunities, searching for answers, thinking outside the box. Um, but that's going to allow us to get that content to you there. So um, Sarah asked that question as well. So that's really cool. Um, all right, what do we got here? Kirsty. Kirsty says that she wants to complete the Matwork 3 in the exam. Um, again, just do it. Lots of people have sort of anxieties, hesitations over the exam. You just need to get it done, guys. So please do that. Um, Jeff, Jeff wants to build up the classes we can offer. Um, of course, Jeff, we all want to do that. But I guess the question there is, Jeff, how are we going to do it? What classes are you going to offer? Is it going to be Pilates classes? Are you going to diversify, like we said earlier, and look at bar or yoga or uh, you know, Pilates for kids, rehab classes, um, chair classes, office ergonomic classes? Um, so Jeff, I'll be, uh, I would love to hear what it is that you're thinking about there in terms of what classes you want to build up. Um, Laura, grow my business and complete the equipment course. Okay, do it. Go for it, Laura. Um, we're very much hoping we can get those equipment courses back live as soon as possible. It's one of those courses that you know, not everyone has access to the full equipment. So that is a, a much harder one to deliver online or live stream. So that's really a live course that we want to get going as soon as we can. Um, Linda, launch and market my online site. Okay, Linda, well, that uh, comes into what I spoke about earlier. You know, you know, Linda, do reach out, get in touch. See, let us know if that sort of free seminar approach would be worthwhile for you. Um, Gary, complete the course. Okay, Gary, little vague, to be fair, mate, little vague. Um, but, you know, hey, do it, complete a course. I don't know whether that's a cookery course or a Pilates course or what you're looking at there, Gary, but, you know, go and do it is what I say. Um, we're getting towards the end. I've got loads here, but I won't bore you with too many more. Um, what do we got here? Um, Sophie, complete my bar and reformer courses. Hey, Sophie, that's a, that's a good one. I touched on reformer courses earlier. Bar, guys, the bar course training, it's fully online certification now. It's going crazy for us at the moment. And I think it's because it's such a popular online class. 
You can deliver bar classes online really, really well, and they're very popular. People don't need a bar at home, a chair, a bench, a countertop. Um, it's really going crazy in terms of people booking onto those courses, and that tells us that the popularity is out there. So um, go for it. Have a go on that side as well. Um, all right. Well, look. Um, I thought for this podcast would keep it a little bit sort of short and sweet because you don't want to just hear my voice for too long. So let me just sign off by wishing you guys all the very, very best for 2021, whatever it brings us. As far as the podcast is concerned, we're lining up some great interviews over the coming months. We're going to be interviewing people that are running studios. We're going to be speaking with some of our um, license holders in other countries um, where got Sarah, our Australian license holder, coming up in the months ahead. Um, we've got one of our master trainers. Everyone's named Sarah. Um, Sarah in Liverpool's coming on to talk about sort of what the last year's been like for her as well. Um, Michael King's going to come onto the podcast in the coming months as well, and we'll talk to him about all things Pilates. Um, we've got some really interesting stuff from... Um, a, um, a student of ours from Canada um, who's um, done all of our courses but with um, some uh, difficulties within her own body that she's going to share her experience with and how Pilates has helped her as well. So lots of diversity in terms of the content and the people that we'll have on for you. But we'll keep trying to bring as uplifting a podcast to you guys, as informative a podcast to you as we possibly can. For now, on behalf of Elisa and myself and all the team here at APPI and now Pilates 101 podcast, may I wish you all the very best of 2021 and let's make it a, a much, much better year than 2020, hey? All right, I will see you all soon. Keep Pilates in. Bye for now.